Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Before we get to Stro, Taylor Tannenbaum, ACC Network. So the ladies uh, are taking things over right now, uh, fellas. During this final hour of the show, and I know you ain't mad about that. Uh, Taylor is here. We got to talk ACC basketball. The Heels had a very interesting win last night, the way that one uh, finished. But R.J. Davis was amazing. You know we got to talk about the uh, court storming situation. I know she can relate better than the rest of us, having been on the you know field or a court during some of these situations. She is Taylor Tannenbaum. And make sure y'all are doing your ACC homework. And watching, if you're sitting at the house, watch her and Packer on ACC Network, 4 o'clock uh, weekdays with ACC PM. She is Taylor Tannenbaum. She's on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Taylor, how have you been? What's going on? Hi, guys. I'm good. I'm excited to join you this morning, obviously. Um, in the heat of basketball, I just texted Ashley and I was like, I'm your opening act today. So consider <laughs> me just like... The appetizer for what's to come. I'm honored. Is that, you are? Okay. I was worried that you would view that as like she's like the Rolling Stones and you are like just kind of a lesser Listen, band. She, she is Charlotte, so I'm here for it. Okay. I we, uh, we keep waiting for her to cancel her segment based off of something that we've done. But every Tuesday, she, she went to France and called in for crying out loud. She's, she's committed to the- I think I think she uh, I think she actually enjoys us more than she might lead on. <laughs> I, I would agree. I would agree. All right. Good. We, see, we will see at the end of this segment if Taylor... Taylor actually enjoys uh, talking with us. We'll find out. Taylor, before we get to the hoops, I mean, you can't avoid the conversation of what happened, you know, with the court storm and, and Kyle Filipowski's injury. And heck, since then, we've had writers tell us that McCain was being blocked by some other students from leaving the court for a couple seconds. That you know, there's pictures of Mark Mitchell where kids are like, you know, putting a middle finger in his face. Like, this has obviously started a national dialogue. You know a little something about being on a, a field when there's a field storm or a court or whatever, like, right. do you think that there needs to be action taken because of this? Or are you a part of the group that says, man, the kids have their fun. We're overreacting a little bit. How do you view this? I'm part of the Venn diagram that's in the middle. Okay. That crosses over <laughs> the two circles. So obviously, as all of us have been in, in college before, uh, you understand when you're 18, 20, 22 years old, like that is, so exciting. You'll never forget it. You're making memories. And honestly, the players love it too on the winning side. They really enjoy being in those court storms or those, you know, field rushes. It's exciting. And as a reporter, you know, I haven't had it in basketball, but in football, and it's okay. a different playing field, obviously much bigger. Uh, I can admit it's scary when everybody's running toward you and you're trying to get from point A to point B and you can't necessarily get there. And uh, when you get stuck in the middle, it almost sort of feels like if you have a place to be, you're powerless. Like you can't really do anything. So, But I also look around and I see the joy. And so I understand that side of it, too. I think there needs to be serious things put in place. Because in the grand scheme of things, stopping something like this is much harder than implementing something that can help. So, sure, could you levy more fines. Absolutely. Could you, like Mark Packer on our show yesterday say, said, 
you know, say it's a forfeit. If you touch the court, if you're a fan or a student, if you come on the court after, it's a forfeit. That will stop it probably altogether. There are still going to be people who disobey rules. There's still going to be people in moments who throw all care out the window. So in my opinion, the easiest way is to help the five on the floor as opposed to stopping the 2,000 people in the other direction. Uh, I think everybody, you know, Wake Forest is a wonderful place. They have great administration. They owned up to the fact that they could have been better. John Shire admitted he could have been better, could have pulled my guys, could have done something better. Could Flip have walked off the court faster? Sure, if you guys on that in that camp who think Flip is the problem, which is absolutely insane, of course. But honestly, you're in his territory. And we had Seth Greenberg on ACCPM yesterday, and he made a really good point. It's the lack of empathy and respect that people have for each other now, too, is part of the problem. Like, if you're coming onto the court, and as a fan, you know, I would enjoy that moment, too. Have some respect for the people who are on the court. Don't be throwing middle fingers in people's faces. Don't be cutting people off and hitting people and yelling. Enjoy your moment, but also have respect. Like, it it takes two to tango. And in this case, it takes multiple to tango. But I, I do think there's a way to still enjoy the purity of college athletics and how fun it is, but also realizing this is dangerous. There is risk in this, and I don't think anybody questions that whether you like the court storming or not. you got to do something to try to mitigate the situation before it happens. We do it for all emergency scenarios. If there's a fire, if there's a yeah. bomb threat, if there's, we always have A, B, C, D, E in place at arenas and stuff. You have to just be two steps ahead. We're going to fix the problem? Probably not. Uh, but at least you can say that you put everything in place and did everything you could. And then if something, you know, down the road comes down where you have to implement forfeits, then so be it. But hopefully everyone can come together and say, we want this, but we need to be better. Everyone's focused on the Filipowski angle there, and I, I understand that 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 is what fits certain narratives towards Duke when they want to analyze that. But right. you know, Mark Mark Mitchell, there's photos out there, and they, if we want to do slow motion stuff, he is being accosted by two Wake fans. They've got middle fingers in the air. Their feet are very close to tangling his up there. And we want to talk about Filipowski. What about the restraint that some of these players have to have, like Mark Mitchell, not to shove a kid or push a kid? Like, we're focused on Filipowski and did he shove a kid. What about Mark Mitchell getting middle fingers after a loss, getting his 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 walkway blocked? Jared McCain was being accosted, but there was mm-hmm. so much focus on Flip, we forgot about the other players and what they were dealing with during this whole thing. And it came so fast from both ends. And when you watch the video in real time, it's actually – If you put yourself in that scenario, it's a little bit freaky, but that goes back to the point of, like, it's okay to have fun, but you can also have respect for other people. And people forget, like, when athletes are in competitive mode, like, they're in competitive mode. Were they probably pissed, all of those players at that time? Yeah, because they just lost the game. I would be, too, as a former athlete or anyone who's a competitor. You would be in your feelings, too. So you have to be cognizant of, people around you and and that's very easy to do but for some reason people can't respect other people and i don't understand why you can still rush the court have a good time while also being mindful of your surroundings and the people too just because you beat somebody doesn't mean they're bad people so i I don't know if someone was in my space too uh, you're going to protect yourself that's human nature am i saying clock somebody absolutely not 
but you also have to respect people's boundaries. Yeah. And I, I think that's been lost in all I of this. Tell you, as, a, as a high-level middle school athlete, if they stormed the court back in my day, I don't know how I'd handle stuff. <laughs> no, it, it's true. And that's part of it, too, is coach. That's true. Part of it, coaches are a little bit worried because it puts their guys in predicaments to, to make a poor decision. And and that's not fair either. So something certainly has to be done. And, and I think that involves the teams. It involves the home team. It involves security, and it involves the fans' part, too, to say, hey, we want to be able to do this. Let's make sure we're doing it the right way. I like I like your approach to it, which is let's try to do something. Let's not try to ban it, but let's try to do something and just improve the situation. Ayla did not question like my, my athletic peak being 12 years old, but she moved no, on from that. She said that was true, actually. Oh, okay. She yeah, said yeah, she yeah. thought you were a high-level oh, middle I, uh, school I baller. Moved in, I moved into the broadcast booth pretty early in my career. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> You know, some careers just are not meant to flourish because they're just that great. That's all. Oh, okay, that's a good way of looking at that. That's a very good way of looking at failure, Taylor. I like that. I like that. We are talking to Taylor Tannenbaum, ACC Network. Watch ACC PM with her and Mark Packer, 4 o'clock every weekday. So, Taylor, let's go to actual basketball conversation here. That Hallelujah. is still. I'm told that's still going on. I'm told that they will still keep playing <laughs> We games. are now out of the <laughs> FNZ Storm Center. All right, two-part question on the heels. R.J. Davis goes off for 42. Uh, we've got to hand him the ACC Player of the Year award, right? And then my second question is, does the way the Heels just stumbled and bumbled through the end of that game, does should that worry a Tar Heel fan about could they not – could they handle a situation in the tournament similarly? What do you think? First half, hell yeah. He locked up that award weeks ago, but last night was proof that yeah. – like you can look at the game before, he was one for 14 from the field. Really, his only points accumulated were from the free throw line, and he goes for 42, a career high, a record at the Smith Center yesterday. In a 48-hour span, tells you everything you need to know about the player. He has been absolutely incredible, and I was looking at all the awards for the league, and I don't know, most improved player, he could be worthy of that one too, to be quite honest with you. The way he has completely dominated this year, and take his, his game up a notch. So I think that's in the bag. I don't think there's a question. Credit to P.J. Hall and Flip and North Shadowmere and everything that they've done this season. R.J.'s just on another level. As for the heels, I think we've already realized the fact that if they play up to their potential, they're a Final Four team. They're not necessarily good enough to just go out there and lottie daw around. Like You have to, for 40 minutes, play basketball. And they would admit that to you, too. Uh, in the fact that I don't know that anyone in college basketball is dominant enough right now to just roll the ball out and give it their C effort and be okay every single night. That's just not the way that it works anymore. There is so much parity. So defensively, it doesn't necessarily worry me because we've seen them at their best. And I think during March, they'll be locked in. Uh, They're a different level when they come to that month, right? Uh, But they certainly have to be cognizant of the fact that you got to play 40 because they know every single night the target's on their back. And defensively, they've got to step it up because that's the key to the game. Offensively, they're always going to be fine uh, aside from the Virginia game, but you're not playing Virginia every single night. And and we know everybody rarely comes out alive in that game when they're playing the defense. But uh, defensively, they've got to be cognizant of the fact that they have to fight for 40 minutes and be better at guarding the three. Sorry. like, And and they'll be the first to tell you uh, that the three has been a problem and it's nothing that they can't fix, in my opinion. We're talking to Taylor Tannenbaum of the ACC Network, ACC PM with Mark Packer daily at 4. Give her a follow on Twitter, at Taylor Tannenbaum. She joins us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. You know, we focus so much on Carolina and then Duke from this weekend and 
in mm-hmm. Wake. Clemson's kind of uh, a little bit under the radar. When you look at the Tigers right now, how dangerous might they be based off their experience they have uh, as March gets here? Very. They're a physical basketball team. They're an experienced basketball team. They are old. They've been through it. You got P.J. Hall. You have Chase Hunter, who have obviously been there for a while. Joe Girard, who's seen a ton of basketball. Ian Shefflin has really come into his own. Uh, and you've seen them kind of like the heels, but at their best. And then in January, flip-flopping back and forth, they've found it again. And when they're clicking their last two games, uh, they've looked really, really dominant. Uh, so I, in, they're in the ACC tournament, the dark horse that isn't going to have a double buy and uh, potentially, I mean, there's still, I guess, opportunity for that. But the one in the middle of the pack, in my opinion, that you might look at and be like, oh, wait, they're going to the tournament, but they're in the middle of the ACC because this league has been so wacky this year that can make a true run. They have all of the pieces. Uh, Brad Brunel's a defensive dude. Uh, they can they can do some serious damage, especially with the physicality and experience they play with. All right, Taylor. Awesome conversation. Awesome insight. I know you've been a part, part of those football field storms, so I know you'd have great insight on that. <laughs> a pre, it's got to be crazy. And that's why I thought it was crazy when people were calling out, not to say any names, not to say any names. I'm not trying to bring, you know, get anybody in trouble here. But I thought it was crazy when people were, like, blaming Filipowski because who would not, like, put their arms out? Like, Embrace yourself when somebody's running on on both sides. Like I just, when you're at when you're at Target on it's December twenty. If I'm at Target December twenty sixth, and that's a that's a rush day for returns. You got to be prepared for a for a surge there. I'm, I'm protecting myself. Black Friday shopping. Yeah, and people exactly. Go running Whatever past day you, you want to. Yeah, you can protect yourself in public. Anybody would. <laughs> I, I say, say no more. Trust me. If you're in my space and you're freaking me out. I, it, you know what? Like like Pac always says on the show, once your big toe hits the water, you're the visiting team. Same situation. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. If you run out there, especially if you're acting like a full taunting somebody, hey, Taylor, I don't really care what happens to you. Real quick, I want to ask you. Someone today that was obviously anti-Duke said that we have no idea how bad the Duke fans behaved and harassed the Clemson football players when they rushed the field. Is that, was there, did Duke fans get out of control on that rush? I don't, I can't imagine Duke fans uh, really going too insane in that moment. Well, first of all, I never heard anything like that. Second, I do want to give credit to the Duke fans and students for that game. I was there and the way that they held off on the sides respectfully to rush the court. And that's not a knock on any other student body because when you're excited and again, a basketball court is much different than football. They were actually, in my opinion, very smart about the fact that they waited till the clock hit zero and they were like flooded on the sidelines. And I remember sitting there thinking, I can't believe no one's on the field yet because of how many people were already so close. They waited till the clock hit zero. Uh, I, I don't remember hearing anything negative necessarily about it. But again, that goes back to have some respect for other people. It's very easy to do and you can still have fun. It's a it's a wild concept. I love it. I love it. Oh, like, I knew my Duke football fans were oh going nuts. Oh, my God, Bone. That was, was shameless. No, was Bone's attempt it. as like a defense attorney to clear the accusation well, of his no, Duke fan well, clients. Bl- blame that Clemson guy <laughs> that said the Duke fans were trying to shove around Clemson players. All right. All right. We got that cleared up. By the Thank way, for Taylor, I know you did a great job because there's like five different fan bases mad at you. So that meant you were fair. Perfect. That meant you also were not were willing to step up and say something. So you did a great job. Love that. Like you always do on ACC Network. Keep it up. And thanks for coming on. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. 
Wake up weekday mornings with Mac and Bone. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNZ. The official home of the Charlotte Sports Fan.